Yeah, I'm Wendy O, the Commander of Chaos, and me and you, 68, we want to say that sex is one of the best things we've got going. But remember, boys and girls, that venereal disease can kill you. Yeah, so be careful when you're choosing your partners. And remember, Wendy says, if it's not clean enough to put in your mouth, don't take it home and sleep with it. Listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Sick and wrong. Yes, you listen to Synchronon. The Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, T. Simon. Uh, I'm Harrison. It's cracking there, Harrison. <laughs> Don't even ask. Don't even, I'm not even going to get into it anymore. It doesn't even matter. Are you in like? Are you it seeing your matter. spirit animals right now? Because you're kind of like a little loopy today. You know, it's weird. I was driving down your street, like, or down First Street, and I was like, "Oh my god, am I in the wrong street?" Everything looked different, and then I just realized because it's like I actually never paid attention before. You never looked at the houses. Or yeah, something? I never really paid close yeah. attention, and now I'm just, now I'm like. Well, it's because you're kind of tripping. Well, you're microdosing. You're not really tripping. Yeah. Well, I'm microdosing, and I also microdosed the last two days prior to that, so it's like less. It's less as intense? Generally, that's what happened. But then once I got here, it was like, so I I can't be chatting with people on the stream and talking to you, and I can't microdose is the thing. Well, you don't seem as like... All right, man, I, I can't know, multitask, not microdose. You don't seem as I like can microdose, I can't multitask. Grim and myth- misanthropic today, you know, as, as typical. You Maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe, maybe it's the, uh, the microdosing. Mm. You know what you should do? It has a three out of five success rate in making me less miserable. <laughs> less miserable? One yeah. out of five, it makes me more. Oh, okay. But, well, you know, I still uh, better it's than any other bet dice. I've ever taken. Yeah. You know that those odds. It's hey, a roll of the dice. Fuck it. You know what you, know? you should try? You should try microdosing. Mm. Going to the uh, this thing I did last night. Yeah. So uh, thank you, thank you everybody. First of all, for yeah. all the birthday wishes, it was uh, quite overwhelming. Mm. A lot of birthday wishes that came out. Usually, I'm pretty uh, low key about the birthdays, but uh, since I mentioned on the show last week, all these people mm. were posting about it, which is cool. But uh, my girlfriend. As a birthday gift, she took me on a tour of the Lost Spirits Distillery, which is downtown. Mm-hmm. You should take mushrooms and go do that. That was a trip. Hmm. It was crazy. It's, it's like they took this, uh, I don't know, it's like a, you know how like in the arts district, those warehouses over there, they made this thing into this kind of Willy Wonka-esque sort of distillery where you hmm. cruise around on a boat and you, know, you can eat dinner there. I mean, but we just did the tour. And you walk from like room to room trying all their different liquors. They have like mm. four different things. But the interesting thing about this place, the reason they call it Lost Spirits, is they found a way to accelerate the maturation process. So they could take a whiskey and make it like within, I don't know, like a week, they can make it like a 40-year-old bottle of whiskey. They can age it in like 40 years in a week. This sounds like somehow they'll be a, they'll be a monster that they'll create. Right? You know, it, if you look at it, it looks like Frankenstein's lab. Okay, yeah. I mean, I took some... Like, I, like it's like that movie Mimic. Yeah, kind of. You know, they, like eventually there's going to be like a fucking cockroach, a life-size cockroach in a trench coat and a hat. And was, it's not going to be good for anybody. Is that the video where Adrian Brody like fucked his creation? 
You know that thing that he made? <laughs> no. Look at this fucking thing. I'll, I'll post a picture of it, but this is like the thing that ages the whiskey. Mm-hmm. It's just a room with this thing. <laughs> I think I saw, yeah. I, I, it looks like something out of Frankenstein's lab. Yeah. I think I saw this, that in The Return of Shandu. Yeah, it's kind of it's mm. it's kind of cool, but uh, I actually bought and the, it's really strong. So I got wasted. My girlfriend doesn't drink whiskey, and she drank a little bit of rum. They say just put a little tip on your tongue. The, the last time a girlfriend took me on a tour, I think it was a tour of six of the nine circles of hell. So <laughs> yeah, but you paid her extra for that. I did. Um, but they say like just take a sip and put it on your tongue and experience the flavors. Mm. I was just doing shots. Yeah, I was just yeah, like, can yeah. you top me off again? I was, by the end of that yeah. thing, I was wasted. This, uh, I bought some bo- a bottle of rum that's like a 60-year-old bottle of rum yeah. that they make there. It's called like the Old Navy Rum, which but I don't even like 60? rum. No, is it's it? like they made it in like okay, six okay. days. All right. um, but it's like 114 proof. Yeah. Yeah, you'll get fucking wasted off this stuff. Well, does the, if, if you get scotch and you get, let's, let's say you get fake 15-year-old age scotch, does it taste like real... They, it's funny you should ask yeah. that because they have two whiskeys they're making right now that yeah. they're sold out of. Uh, but what they did is they were trying to uh, replicate the peat process of some island in Scotland. Okay. So where they take it and they take the peat mm. and they put it in like cast barrels and all that stuff. Mm. So what they did is they got this, uh, it's, it's whiskey they made. They got American peat mm. and they took it and they, and they fermented the yeast and the whatever they do to... I forget. I wasn't paying that much attention. <laughs> yeah. Whatever they do to make the alcohol. Right. But then they put it through this aging process. So now they, oh. they make their own... It's called like... And it's all named after Island of Dr. Moreau. It's called like the crying of the puma. Mm-hmm. And this stuff is like, yeah, 108 proof. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a single malt. They can't call it whiskey because it's a malt. But they, it's exactly what they do. And you taste it, and it tastes like... I mean, it's probably... I don't think it's as good as, like, you know, Scottish, you know, Scotch from Scotland. Mm. Scotch whiskey from Scotland. But it's it's pretty damn good. I was really impressed. Mm. I didn't buy a bottle of that one because they were out of it. Well, because you... I mean, you, you often extol the virtues of shitty alcohol. I've heard you do this. <laughs> don't you realize that, like, when you get good quality alcohol and you're drunk on that, the hangover's much less worse the next day you know it, i was just thinking that today because i was wasted last night yeah, yeah. and this morning i woke up fine yeah so i mean i guess maybe it's happens. the jameson and shit that i typically drink that if makes you, me, yeah uh, i mean if you drink a tall more do but if, or if you drink a fucking 15 year of glenlivet it's the hangover thing is like it's, it's, it's yeah man, it's crazy like i was thinking like last night i was drinking i mean it, yeah. it's good alcohol it's yeah. good whiskey and uh and rum i was drinking rum too which i normally never drink rum and rum has a lot of sugar in it and that's usually what causes or how many podcasts do you think there are about two white guys talking about fucking liquor <laughs> about liquor micro brews <laughs> or whatever well th- this place was weird it was all they're like yeah. we're whiskey nerds and they took us that's through like, the lab and it's yeah. like yeah, this dude's just still working at like 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. And he's like in his scientific laboratory with all these shots mm. and bottles. And just like, come fuck you. Yeah, come yeah. on. Yeah. Just, just go home. Yeah, like. Fucking whiskey nerds. Yeah. Some bullshit. Makes me want to quit drinking. It does. <laughs> it, that kind of stuff does. I mean, I, I. Is it cheap? Like, is it still expensive? The booze? There? No, yeah. I, I bought a bottle of this rum. Yeah. Which I didn't open it. I'll give you some. It's yeah. like $40. So four dollars for a fifth. The whiskey that they make, this American mm, malt, mm, whatever, mm. Um, the call of the puma, or crying of the puma, mm. uh, that shit was like sixty bucks. Mm. It was a little more expensive, but it was it was really good. Yeah. I was surprised. It was all made with like American peat. 
Uh, but anyway, the fact of the matter they is... They better name something after the St. Bernard man, is all I'm saying. <laughs> well, so. she was acting like... She goes, yeah, if you've never read out of the Dr. Moreau, it's really dark. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, everybody fucking read that yeah, in yeah. junior high. Come on. You know? Um, I don't know oh, if they, it's dark, uh, really? Yeah. I don't know if they still... Or at the very least, it. they saw the fucking movie, which is also good, even though <laughs> it's very different. Great, yeah. It's good, you know, my Marlon God, Brando. it's good stuff. Yeah. They even made... Did they make a documentary about some camera guy or the, or the, the original director who was fired the, that started stalking them? The one who did um, Wind Speed or whatever the fuck it's... Uh, oh, I forget the name. He's an Australian guy. No, he's a... I don't know what he is. He's a New Zealand guy. He lives in France. He makes documentaries about fucking the Holy Grail now. Actually, which are fun in their own right. Um, But yeah, he did did like two movies that were like cult classics. That's why he got that gig initially. Oh, and that's how he got the gig to direct it. But then they fired him because Marlon Brando didn't like him, right? And they brought in Oz, Frank Oz. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. something like that. But I'm sure Brando is really easy to work with. Right. (laughs) Anyway, moving on. Mm. We're not gonna. We're not two white guys talking about liquor we're here not, on the show. That's not the point of our show. Yeah. Um, actually, we do have a topic in mind that we're gonna talk today. Uh, Mike from the Third Reich. That, you know that caller, that guy Mike that calls in that wants to test his Nazi knowledge Absolutely. compared to you. Yeah. Um, he actually suggested this topic mm. a while ago. I think we played the call on Patreon, and I forgot about it mm. until this week. I was like, oh, yeah, we should talk about this guy. I think enough time has passed since our last Nazi topic mm. to, like, not provoke people. Right. You know? I, I think, I don't remember the last time Everybody, we talked about Nazis. Yeah. You know? People are going to email us, like, <laughs> oh, you know, you didn't present both sides of Elliot Smith, or you didn't, you know... Hey, this guy who like fucking talks to prostitutes is a living saint, or what? It's like uh, you're always gonna piss off somebody, you know? I mean, we did get some hate mail though about that Elliot Smith thing from last week. We've gotten yeah, everybody's upset about it. You get hate mail all the time. It's good. But yeah, so Mike from the Third Reich suggests that we talk mm. about the S-Bahn killer, who was mm. a serial killer that was around during the whole Nazi Germany time, which right. is weird because you never really hear about serial killers that were happened that were like full Aryan member of the Nazi party yeah. serial killers. Yes. Because they kind of suppress that type of information. He was in the SA, which was the one that the SS He was a paramilitary. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but uh, interesting yeah. story. And uh, there's a book, actually. You've read the book. Um, Years there's ago. A, yeah. yeah, there's a book written about it called, uh, let's see, by Scott Andrew Selby, A Serial Killer in Nazi Berlin, The Chilling Story of uh, S-Bahn Murderer. The S-Bahn it's great. Murderer. Yeah, it's really good. And it's also like one of those things, it's like it's like Andre Chikatilo where it's like, we live in a, you know, totalitarian utopia. There yeah. can't be a serial killer here. It's like a utopia So it's like society. if you report it, it's like you're going to the camps. Well, the other thing whatever, is this know. guy probably wouldn't have been able to commit as many murders as he mm. did if they did report it. Because yeah, then yeah, I yeah. think people would have been, yeah. you know, Women would because this guy mostly targeted women. Mm-hmm. Um, well, completely targeted women. women yeah. yeah, but women would have been riding the train at night, mm-hmm. you know, during these blackout the blackout period because they didn't mm-hmm. use lights. They would have been riding the train at night if they yeah. knew there was a serial killer on the loose well, preying actually, on women. I think they would have because they like it, with the women who were doing that it was because they were coming home from like like everybody had to work like they twelve had to work, hours. Yeah. So because it was like if you got time to lean. 
You but got the, time to heil, heil Hitler, you know what I mean? But then they might have been in groups. They would have been at least mm. prepared for it. Instead, right. it's like yeah. no one knew about it because Goebbels was like, you mm. can't mention anything. Because they yeah. completely censored The blackouts any, didn't help. And the blackouts didn't yeah. help either because that, that he, just, yeah, that But enabled. he didn't have night vision goggles like in <laughs> Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> you might as well have. Yeah. So uh, this guy here, uh, Paul Ogerzow, he was a serial killer operating in Nazi Germany. I don't even know. Is that how you say his name? Ogerzow? Sure. I'm not sure. Agrizau, I think. Uh, he was born in 1912. He ran amok in Berlin at the height of, the, of Nazi Germany. This is between 1939 and 1941. Raping. Started out as a rapist and yeah, kind of progressed to becoming a murderer. Yeah. Uh, but he was raping and murdering several victims. He was dubbed the S-Bahn murderer because most of his victims he attacked aboard the S-Bahn commuter train. Hmm. Um. He preyed on his victims during the wartime blackouts caused by Allied bombings. And uh, that's how he got away. I mean, that's how he's Mm. so successful by this because, I mean, they they had to, like, black out the lights on trains so, you know, Mm. when we were bombing Germany, we wouldn't see them. Um, But meanwhile, you have, like, women alone on a train. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and it's completely dark. Seems uh, pretty easy pickings at that point. Yeah. Paul Lagerzo got away with atrocities in part because the policies put, in, policies put in place by Joseph Goebbels, the Minister of Propaganda during World War II, just completely censoring any type of news about this serial killer. Yeah. Because they couldn't report that there'd be a killer in this utopic society. Hmm. So Agerzow here was born in 1912. Uh, he was an illegitimate son of a farm worker. Uh, he was later adopted by a uh, farmer in Havilland named Johann Agerzow. And that's where he got his surname here. Mm. Uh, during his initial years with Johann, he worked as a laborer, but was later employed at a steel foundry. In 1931, at the age of 18, he joined up with the Nazi party. Oh, yeah. Became a member of the Sturma Bitterung, which is the party's paramilitary branch. And you're saying they got folded by the, they folded by the, SS, the SS, just so we're like, oh, we're going to take this over? Uh, yeah, yeah they had a, I forget what it was called. They had a thing where they like took over and they killed a bunch of the SA dudes. Huh. Yeah. Three years later, he became a it was pla- like the Knight of the Long Knives, I think, or Is something that like that. Called? Yeah, something like that. Three years later, he became a plate layer for the National Railroad and later mm. a signal man, working very close to Carl Schwartz. Mm. Uh, he would then marry an older woman, an older saleswoman named Gertrude Ziegelman, and the couple had, a, had two children. So this guy, I mean, led a very seemingly normal life. I mean, yeah. he was a you know laborer. He um, you know worked on the railroad. He had a wife. He had two kids. Uh, they he's regarded generally as a caring father and a competent worker. But the wife during the trial claimed that he was extremely abusive and very paranoid. Right. Uh, his job included traveling to many places along the S-Bahn, which definitely must have uh, been helpful to uh, to murdering people. So we, he began committing crimes in 1939, and mm. at this point, he was just kind of a, you know, a serial rapist. He would yeah. attack and rape housewives in and around Friedrichsfeld, and he'd get, wear his uniform during these attacks. Like, he had this black, like, train uniform. And uh, that's, that's one of, like, the outstanding remarks that all of the <clears> victims, <throat> the victims that survived would say, yeah, the guy was wearing a train uniform. Yeah, that's him. Um, even though the general public had no idea about this. So on three occasions, Orgazau attempted to kill his victims by stabbing them with a knife, and all three attacks were, uh, attacks were unsuccessful. Hmm. I don't get that. How could you be unsuccessful stabbing someone with a knife? 
I mean, this guy was preying on vulnerable women walking alone on the streets, you know, over here on this train. He right. would attack them with a knife and not kill them. I mean, he must be one of the worst, you know, attempted serial killers I've ever heard. You know, I've ever read about. You think so? Well, no, I mean, it's pretty weak. The, mm. the guy, like, had a knife and he would stab these people and not be able to kill them. Uh, in 1940... He raped and brutally bludgeoned a woman aboard an S-Bahn train. And he she, was like a monster. He was a big yeah. guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. She survived the attack. And, uh, the, the, and the, with these survivors, the ones that went to the police, to give them details about this, uh, the, the killer here, um, he also later attempted to kill another woman a month later who also survived. And then uh, he attacked a third woman in an S-Bahn station. And unbeknownst to him, two male acquaintances of the victim noticed the struggle and they rushed to save the woman and they beat uh, Orgazel senseless in the process. Hmm. He's one of the worst, like, failure of a serial killer I think I've ever heard. Um, fearing more failures in the future, he decided to switch up his MO, okay. taking advantage of the blackouts caused by the Allied bombings. And uh, so he decided, he was like, you know what, this isn't working out. Hmm. You know, I've tried to stab these women, they keep surviving. Attacked another one, she had two friends over there that beat the shit out of me. <laughs> so I'm going to have to like yeah. switch something up here. Mm. So this is kind of funny. I, no, I guess not funny, but funny to me, maybe. Um, as a serial rapist. This isn't like Jim Gaffigan funny. <laughs> is that what you're saying? No, it's, okay. it's more like Bill Hicks funny. <laughs> okay. uh, but his MO. So yeah. I, I read an article where they were talking about this is the modus operandi here of uh, Paul Orgazow, the S-Bahn killer. So right. he would randomly attack solitary housewives in or around the Frederiksfeld area where he worked. During these attacks, he would either threaten the woman with a knife or non-fatally strangle and bludgeon them. And he would always wear his Espan uniform. Hmm. Um, so oftentimes, he switched it up once he got to the point of, the, of timing his attacks during the blackouts. And he would wear his uniform and he would pretend to ask the victim for a ticket. And so when they were looking for the ticket in their bag, that's when he would uh, quickly bludgeon them with a, a, a two-inch thick piece of lead-encased telephone cable. And then anyone else who was watching, he'd go, no ticket. <laughs> <laughs> and so usually Four after... Four angry emails <laughs> about that. Usually Thank after you. he would bludgeon his victims, yeah. he would then just hurl their mm. body from the moving train. Mm. Yeah, without, without even trying to like, you know, verify mm. whether or not they were dead. He would just chuck him right off the train. Um, oftentimes, he would attack his victims. He'd, he'd single out one, a woman who was alone on a deserted train carriage. And uh, yeah, he would hit her on the head with a blunt, blunt object. And so it was kind of a weird thing to think about this, but blackout was actually pretty common. So during World War II, Berliners covered any light sources at night to make it difficult for the Allied forces to bomb their intended targets. You know what the weirdest thing about this is, is that uh, the Tom Waits song, Downtown Train, which was made popular by the Rod Stewart cover. Oh, yeah. I was about to say Rod Stewart covered that song. Uh, was actually about this. Was it about the S-Bahn? Yeah. That's what it was inspired by. Really? No. <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, I have never heard that. <laughs> I, could see, I could see Tom Waits writing yeah. a song about that. Yeah. But Rod Stewart, I doubt Well, it. Rod Stewart covered the Tom yeah, Waits song. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, covered yeah, that. So, yeah. God. Um, so the windows of the S-Bahn train were covered with dark fabric, making it impossible for anyone to see inside. So he had like plenty of privacy here to go mm. carry out his crimes because yeah. no one's going to see the victims. Yeah. And then he would just take and just chuck them off the train. Mm. So anyway, um, 
what ended up happening to him here? He uh, he was after so after the initial like beatdown, yeah. and once um, you know once the, uh, the the blackout, he started taking advantage of the blackouts. He became like much more successful at murdering people. Hmm. So he, this new mo actually kind of worked out for him, and he continued the game rapid speed here. Uh, between 1940 and 1941, his body count reached seven, including a young pregnant woman who he attempted to strangle and then just said, fuck it, threw her off the train. Mm. Um, she died in the hospital from uh, injuries and exposure. Uh, the, one of his, uh, I think this is uh, his second victim here, Joanna Voigt. She was found uh, by police on uh, that same year, 1941. Mm. That's when police realized, yeah, I think we might have a serial killer on our hands because we keep finding these victims all women bludgeoned on a, on train tracks. Mm. And so that's when they were like, okay, I think we should now kind of focus our search on one person. But because the media was controlled by the Nazi regime, there was no news coverage broadcast to let women know that people were, that there's a person hunting them. And everybody took these trains. Yeah. So instead, it was kind of difficult. Berlin police commissioner and SS officer Wilhelm Lutka had to... Uh, take female officers and have them act as bait, go yes. undercover. And he doubled police patrols on the S-Bahn to select people to walk, walk unaccompanied women through the area. Mm. So he like, yeah, they had to go like full undercover here. So he, he sent on his best detectives to discreetly deal with the case because he, if he mentioned anything about the public, um, you know, to warn the population about traveling by rail at night, then it would not only just spark panic, it would also show that the Nazi party's Utopia was marred. Sure, yeah, so yeah. They, so you couldn't do that. The Ministry of Public Enlightenment and Propaganda were, were, were like against that. They were like, there is, there is complete, there is a directive regarding limits to be placed on the coverage of the S-bomb murders. So no, no journalist could report on it. Yeah. So no one knew about it. Um, so anyway, he had women, uh, or female police officers that were uh, undercover riding the trains. And he also had uh, people accompanying, um, escorting women who were taking trains alone at night. And Orgazo actually volunteered to be an escort. Yeah. So he was escorting, although they said that he didn't mm. kill anybody during that while he was volunteering, right. but he, he voluntarily like, escorted women. Well, is it, that, isn't that one of the things from the behavioral science? They always like to, you know, take part in the search. You know, yeah, and like come they're over. always searching for the bot. That's why if there's a if there's like a missing child, <laughs> never agree to help search for the missing child, because wow. you become a suspect. Well, yeah, you because would be, that's yeah. part of the profiling. It's kind of stupid in a lot of ways, you know. But I think it's isn't it because it's, it's like you want to help, and then it's like okay, now I'm going to spend four hours getting. Yeah, but isn't it like the hubris of the serial killer, like either you know reveling in the murder? Yeah, that's why so they, they do get that. To experience. Yeah, it. they like yeah. to. Yeah. Well, this guy so. had all the hallmarks of like a stereotypical serial killer because yeah. not only did he do mm. that, mm. which is just seems so obvious, um, like he, but he also would like speak about the murders all mm. the time mm. and uh, talk about amongst his workers mm. his fascination with killing and misogynistic comments. Mm. So this guy was like so obviously a serial killer, right? <laughs> and like his, I'm sure that must have went over well with his coworkers. Like, yeah, there's uh, people dying here on the train tracks, and you keep talking about killing <laughs> and, and, and murdering and, people. And you really got to be like something. You know, to, you got to be like, I don't know, Adam Carolla or something to get flagged <laughs> by like a Nazi HR department about misogynistic comments. <laughs> like, I don't know this guy, you know. 
I think they just uh, largely mm. ignored them. Mm. So despite having like undercover police officers riding the trains and then uh, mm. people escorting women and, you know, because well, every woman home, he killed was less Aryan babies for the super army of tomorrow. That is true. You know, so that's why they were, that's really what they care. Crime against the Nazi that's party. That's the only really, but yet they yeah. didn't care enough to like warn people no, about no, no. it. Um, so the uh, criminal policy, policy, uh, led by uh, Wilhelm uh, Luca, they only caught a handful of petty criminals related to the case. Um, but the increased police attention did prompt the orgers out to uh, become a little more uh, cautious and inactive for about five months. Hmm. So he kind of went undercover. And then he, didn't re- hmm. he didn't reemerge until uh, July 3rd, 1941, when he claimed his eighth and final victim, hmm. 35-year-old Frida Cazillo. Uh, she was characteristically raped and bludgeoned to death, which is kind of his thing that he did. Hmm. Um, that was his last victim. So the way he got the way he got caught was, you know, typical of serial killers. He couldn't keep his mouth shut. Yeah. And the guy was an idiot. Not only did he like was so obvious volunteering, you know, the oh the police are doing an investigation, I'll volunteer and help you guys out. Hmm. Um, he often made these misogynistic comments to coworkers, and he talked about his uh, openly about his fascination with killing. Hmm. So he was definitely singled out by investigators looking for potential suspects among railroad employees. A co-worker actually reported to police that Orgazal would often climb over the fence of the railway depot during work hours. And his explanation about that was that he was sneaking out to meet a mistress. So mm. they bought that. Yeah. That makes sense. Wilhelm Luca, the uh, police inspector here, personally inspected Orgazal's railway uniforms, all of which had numerous bloodstains. Hmm. <laughs> it seems like this guy didn't even try. Yeah. Yeah, it's like... Well, he wasn't... You know, I mean, he wasn't like in Mensa, this guy, you know? No, nah, nah, really he was wasn't. dense. Yeah. But I mean, he's one of the worst serial killers ever. I mean, the most obvious serial killer I think I've ever heard of. Right. I mean, I'm trying to think of anyone else that was like, just uh, so glaringly Leopold obvious and about Loeb it. were yeah. like, they were in Mensa or whatever, and they were the <laughs> fucking one of the, some of the dumbest, one of the dumbest. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> stupid. This guy had numerous blood stains all over his, uh, his, his railway uniforms. Mm. So he's obviously, at that point, they're like, you know what? I think this might be the yeah. guy. So, no, I just beat to death a Jew. <laughs> it's, oh, okay. But they're like, Carry oh, on. okay, all right, yeah, sure. Yeah. That's Jew blood. Yeah. Uh, so they interrogated him, and they had like that classic intimidating Nazi interrogation where it's oh, just yeah. like a light in your face in a dark room. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was set in a small room under the light of a single light bulb. He was confronted with one of his severely injured victims mm. and a tray of skulls taken from several of his other victims. Hmm. And so he willingly confessed his crimes to Luke Key. He blamed his murder spree on a, an alcohol problem hmm. and claimed that a Jewish doctor had treated him incompetently for gonorrhea, and that's what caused the whole thing. Uh-huh. So they were like, okay, you're free. That's yeah. fine. You don't go to a Jewish doctor. Yeah. <laughs> um, they didn't buy it, though. Oh. So yeah, he was, uh, he was arrested. Hmm. Uh, he was formally expelled from the Nazi party Hmm. Days prior to the indictment of murder. So apparently you can't be a murderer if you're a Nazi. <laughs> um, yeah, he eventually pled guilty to the eight murders, six you know attempted what? It murders. Was, the worst part was the hypocrisy. The hypocrisy of it all. Exactly. <laughs> Not the murder. The, do, you remember the when, do you remember when uh, I think it was uh, after the Bill Cosby thing, Patton Oswalt tweeted, the worst part is the hypocrisy. <laughs> no, the worst part is the rape, you fucking idiot. 
Yet another reason yeah. why I hate Patton Oswald. Thank you. Um, he pled guilty to eight murders, six mm. attempted murders, and 31 cases of assault, which included uh, rapes. Mm. He was then sentenced to death, and uh, with all the evidence, and they had eight witnesses there, the final charges against him were of criminal violence. Mm. So he was uh, declared an enemy of the people by the Nazi regime, kicked out of the party, and ex- executed by guillotine mm. at uh, Plotzensee Prison on uh, July 26, 1941. It was two days after his sentence was pronounced. Wow, they don't even have any kind of grace period there. It's just like mm. your sentence of death two days later, guillotine. Mm. Wow, doesn't happen these days. So the reason, so there were, I mean, there were definitely various factors that uh, led to his success as a murderer. I mean, mm. especially with someone who's as idiotic as this guy. And the guy was a simpleton. And yet he was still able to kill as many people as he did at the time so the blackout conditions definitely helped him but main, mainly it was because of uh the uh media censorship and that's what uh, germans you know germans lives have been torn apart by the war so goebbels forbade journalists from reporting about any of the like the losses that germany had been uh experiencing mm. and not to mention the the, the rash of murders mm. the inve- investigators attributed to a single unidentified serial killer that they dubbed the s-bomb murder so these they mm. knew what was happening, sure, yeah. investigating for months, but uh, yeah, no one, uh, no one could report on it because Goebbels believed if German men knew their wives were vulnerable to serial killers back home, they'd be less likely to leave Berlin to fight the Allied forces. <clears throat> right. So I mean, yeah. So uh, you know, that that kind of makes sense. But yeah, I don't. You know, I wonder. I mean, I, I wonder if, like as you were saying, it's like these people had to travel to go is wartime. They had to work in factories. Mm-hmm. Is it kind of like the the, the American women here, Rosie yeah. the Riveter, or whatever? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Same kind of Everybody deal. Everybody had to fucking do a so, whole ton of shit. You know, you would have had to do it yeah. anyway. Um, the uh, the official Nazi ideology, though, whose tenets obviously include anti-Semitism, xenophobia, and notions of German racial superiority. Mm. Uh, they discourage investigators from considering the possibility that someone racially German could be responsible for such heinous crimes. Like, it's mm. just, they're like, it's, it's impossible. Yeah. Like, how could a Nazi, how could an Aryan commit heinous crimes like this? So most, most uh, the initial suspicion was set on foreign forced laborers, mostly Polish prisoners of war, mm. working in the numerous factories. And, of course, local Jews were targeted unjustly for investigation in connection with the murders. Because you know, it's got to be Jews. He must have some Slovakian blood. That must be. No, that has that to must be. <laughs> I, I think the best thing is like, oh, yeah, you know, I had gonorrhea. This doctor yeah. treated me incompetently. Right. It's Jewish doctors yeah. led me to kill. It's like, um, yeah, several uh, unidentified black males that I couldn't <laughs> make out who they were. It's like that thing. You, you know, know? I'm, I'm sure if there are no, like, you know, survivors actually witnessed it. They probably mm. wouldn't have. Uh, they probably wouldn't have figured a Nazi suspect. They probably just killed some Polish guy or a gypsy or something. Yeah, or just picked a random Jew. Nice try, Shlomo. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it said here in one of the uh, articles I was researching, it said that the mm. producers of the the Zodiac movie are pre-production a feature about the Espan killer. No, that's fun. And I haven't I'll, heard anything I'll about it. I'll see the shit out of that. Yeah, it'd be cool. Let's do it. But uh, the book, I never actually read the book. But you said great. it was good? Oh, yeah, very good. A Serial Killer in Nazi Berlin, The Chilling mm. True Story of the S-Bahn Murderer. I might have to check that out. Mm. But yeah, that's uh, it's, you don't really care. I mean, if you think about it, all Nazis were serial killers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in a sense. <laughs> well, I mean, what were those two guys? There were, the two, there were these two Jews who actually escaped 
from a concentration camp because it was like they knew that like people they thought like like there was a time when it was like they thought they were like i don't know resettling the jews nobody really knew like they didn't want it to get out that it was that like we're just exterminating, exterminating yeah, yeah. everybody and they like they escaped with this purpose in mind to let people know and it was like i think they let like mo- they're like okay you got to get these papers and then like some italian you know ambassador was like eh, threw it in the garbage and then i think like in england they didn't see it and i think the in the u.s they saw it and they're like let's wait and see what happens yeah in the u.s I and then it was FDR like in the other like, and eh. it was just like nobody yeah I mean, in the u.s everyone was so, just like i don't know about this this doesn't sound what they have in like pro-nazi rallies in madison Square oh, garden yes. back oh, then yeah. oh, in yeah. like henry ford they i think it. Yeah, yeah it's like so mm. I, I i think it was like mm. i think there was kind of like a uh, willing suspension of disbelief there, yes. you know it's like they're like ah I'm, a, I'm just you know i'm gonna buy it in fact cognitive if, dissonance or something going on there was a blackballing of people especially in hollywood this happened to vincent price if you were a, if you were um, actively against the Nazis before we went to war with them, you were considered like a communist sympathizer. Wow! Oh, because uh, yeah. the Russians were against the Nazis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So, but then and I Vincent mean, Price had to like make some weird compromise with the FBI, and so we could ever work again. I don't think they yeah. really saw the gravity of the situation until they freed the camps. Yeah. And the end, yeah, yeah. saw those pictures and they're yeah. like, ah, shit, we kind of fucked that one up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Maybe we should have got involved Well, because they were turning away boats. Of, yeah, boats yeah, of yeah, Jews. Yeah, that's, so, one, yeah. my, that's why my father mm. was just like, he always hated FDR right. because of that. Right. And that's why we must have an Israel. Well, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> every my pre- in, in my eyes, every president is a war criminal. Obama's a war oh, criminal. Yeah. Oh, God. Obama's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. his body count's probably higher than most of them. Yeah, I mean, they're all horrible. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the point. I think it's what that. happens. You become president and you're, you know, automatically you've killed a thousand people. I wonder if, uh, if Obama ever got to control the drones. I bet you Trump does. Yo. Like every now and then they're like, yeah, here's your presidential drone. Go have fun. Oh, he, 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 he doesn't have the coordination for that. <laughs> Anyway, people, this is episode 723 here is Sick and Wrong. We have some news stories come up next. We have some phone calls a little later in the show. But first, here's a word about our Patreon page. Hear ye, hear ye, listeners of Podcraft Sick and Wrong. Tis time to tell thee of a magic land called Patreon. A world of things you never dreamed of in your maddest hour. Like Ward's mom and that voyeuristic drunkard in the shower. There's smackhead tales from Schlitzy and quips from Jizzy Jake. Delivered while a buxom wench devours his trouser snake. And what could be more wonderful than Harrison and Dee? Delighting in more anecdotes of murder and bukkake. So join us in a realm where all true miscreants belong and journey to the hidden depths of planet Second Wrong. First story we have here uh, has to do with 16 boys who played a, uh, an unfortunate prank. On the wrong victim. That's a lot of boys. Sixteen boys. Jesus no, it's sixteen oh. boys. Oh, okay. Yeah, six. The number six. <laughs> sure enough. Yeah, not yeah. sixteen. Um, mm, got it. Sixteen boys played a ding dong dick ditch prank. <laughs> Minutes later, three were dead. 
Ding dong ditch. Okay, got it. Yeah. <laughs> we never called it that. We had a, uh, a name I don't really want to mention here on the show. Uh, what? Do you, what did you guys call ding dong ditch? I don't know. I don't think we called it anything. Did you call it ding dong ditch? I think that's what they called it in the 50s. I don't remember. Yeah. Now, don't, don't there's know. a very racist term for it in Michigan. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, all right. Um, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, that, that people used to call it. I don't understand the origin of that, though. N-word knocking. You never heard of that? No. I don't never un- heard that. I don't understand why, though, because it's yeah. like, is that what black people do? <laughs> like, what, like, where did this come from? Yeah. But that was the term. But, yeah. But if you think about it, as far as mm. pranks go, it's rather innocuous. Mm. You're knocking on someone or ringing someone's doorbell and mm. running away. I thought you were going to say, like, a Chinaman's call or something. I don't know. No, I don't know why. N-word, that, okay, N-word okay, knocking. Okay, okay, okay. But, I mean, think about it. In the hierarchy of pranks, mm. I'd much rather have this than all the other pranks that you could do to someone. I mean, yeah, they're ringing pretty, your doorbell, knocking yeah. on your door and running away. Who yeah. cares? Yeah, that's kind of like, you know, a Mormon prank. Yeah, it's oh, like, like, a a Mormon, like an innocuous Mormon yeah, yeah. prank. The yeah, fucking Hardy Boys or Where it's like, God, I mean, I knew kids, like, we would put Drano bombs in your mailbox. Yeah. You know, we would throw eggs all over your house. Sure. Like, we would do horrible things. Someone knocking Turn a them, WD-40 can into yeah, a bomb. Yeah, yeah, into a bomb. It's the same kind of deal. Yeah. But apparently, Anug Chandra, uh, no, Anurag Chandra, Anurag. The only reason okay. I know this name is I worked I, with a guy <laughs> named Anurag. And I thought in my yeah. mind, to, to my mnemonic device to, rec- to remember his name, yeah. it's Anus Rag. I know. And I used to call him Anus, just in my mind, an Anus Rag. But then mm. once you start saying that over and over again, mm. you start thinking that's the real name. Oh, yeah, no, you can't. And then you say yeah. to someone, it's like, oh, yeah, I set up that Anus Rag. They're like, what? It's like, no, mm. it's not. Oh, it's shit. It's mm. Anurag. I shouldn't be saying Anus Rag mm. because that doesn't make any sense and it sounds horrible. Yeah, no, you got to stop doing that. Um, Anurag Chandra, 42 years old, not impressed with a ding-dong ditch prank. Mm. He is not impressed with that, not a fan of it at all. He was charged with murder after he intentionally rammed his car into a vehicle carrying six teenage boys, killing three of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, this dude was so angry about yeah. this ding-dong ditch prank mm. that when the kids ding-dong ditched him yeah, and got yeah. into their car and drove away, he was like, not this time. And he got into his car and chased after them to teach him a lesson. Here is a man who would not take it anymore. <laughs> it's like Clint Eastwood in Gran Torino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, Here not this time. Here is a man. <laughs> <laughs> he is, this yeah. is the last time he will be wrong. It's like suburban Travis Bickle yeah. or something. <laughs> Jesus. It's like falling down. A mm. uh, Southern California man intentionally rammed his car into another vehicle carrying six teenage boys, killing three of them after they played a doorbell ditch prank on him. Uh, the six boys who are all friends. three of them? Well, because they're all in a car and only three died. The other ones were injured. Oh. Yeah. So the six I've boys. Seen cars like flip over and everybody's fine, you know? Yeah, I My mean. My God. Maybe they weren't wearing their seatbelt. Oh, that's, yeah. The six boys, who were all friends, were in a Toyota Prius on Sunday night Mm. when the man allegedly ran his vehicle into theirs, forcing it off-road in Temescal Valley, about 60 miles southeast of L.A. You can't outrun anyone in a Prius. If you're getting chased in a Prius, you're pretty much fucked. Yeah, you're pretty much fucked. Okay, yeah. Any car could outrun a Prius. I mean, I don't know. I find it funny when it's like... Did he have like a... (laughs) Do you have like one of those Mad Max Fury Road cars? 
Yeah, it was, was like huffing <laughs> fucking. Spray he was spray painting. He was just like, <laughs> gonna destroy yeah. them. Yeah, I don't know what he was driving. Mm. Um, the teen's Prius. After he was pushed off the road, collided with a tree, killing three 16-year-old boys, Drake Ruiz, Daniel Hawkins, and Jacob Ivascu. Um, what's what, the bummer about this? Don't you think they were probably all virgins? Yes. I know. Absolutely. Cut down. That, that, that's their prank. Like 16 years old. That's yeah. their fucking prank. Of course they're virgins. Oh, Absolutely. God. Yeah. Uh, the kid who was driving the Prius survived the crash along with... Uh, three other kids, Daniel's younger brother and the younger brother of Josh Evascu. Uh, the surviving three received non-life-threatening injuries. Mm. So what happened here? Anurag Chandra, 42-year-old Corona resident, was arrested shortly after the crash. He was charged with three counts of murder and three counts of attempted murder. Mm. So here's the story. Sunday night, six teens were having a sleepover mm. when they dared one of the boys to either jump into a pool at night or ding-dong ditch a house. <laughs> Ooh. Wow. <laughs> it's like the lamest. These kids were all Mormon. They had to have been. They had to have been. It's yeah. like the lamest sleepover I've ever heard about. I and mean, this is so lame. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't also, know. Also, I don't think I had sleepovers when I was 16 years old. Maybe with girls, I guess. <laughs> you know, I don't know. No, I certainly didn't have them with girls. <laughs> I don't, um, but I don't think I had them with my, you know. I mean, we would sneak weird. out of the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I ever, ever like, slept over. I didn't have friends, like, you know, sleeping over, watching movies or something. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you no. did that when you are like, 11. Yeah, you did. You know? Yeah, yeah. And your mom would make you hot chocolate or something. Right. I, don't, mm. I don't think. We would, I mean, we would often sneak out of the house and someone yeah, yeah, would steal, sure. like, someone would yeah. like get one of our parents' cars and then we would like drive around and get high and yeah. go, go to like the fucking mire because it was open 24 hours. Mm. But I never was just like, hey, you guys want to just sleep over, stay in mm. my house? Yeah. Never, never no, did that. Weird at that, yeah. It's just weird at that age. And we certainly, if that happened, we certainly wouldn't be like, dare to jump into a pool at night. Or ding dong ditch a house, but maybe we're bad kids. I mean, I mean you might jump into a pool at night because you want to go for a swim at night, so you climb. Oh, over we the would fence. go pool hopping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's not like and we would. What we would that's... do, we'd go pool hopping, break into the person's garage, and steal yeah. their beer. Right. Sure. Yeah. And uh, th- I mean, usually if we wanted, like, we would throw mm. eggs. We had paintball guns. We were yeah, yeah, bad yeah. kids. Yeah, yeah. I could imagine if my friend was just like, "Oh, you know, come over, sleep over, and mm. ding dong ditch a house." It's like. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. Virgin. Um, so during the sleepover, one of the boys was dared to do a doorbell ditch. Being the oldest of the group, Sergio Camposano, he's the oldest of the virgins, drove them less than a mile to a nearby house. Why they picked Anurag's house? I don't know. It's up mm. to fate, I guess. Okay. I just don't know why they singled out his home. Uh, once there, one of the boys got out of the car... We used to, I think we used to do that to the rabbi's house. You ding-dong ditch the rabbi's <clears throat> house? Yeah, it was more so because we didn't like his wife, Sandy <laughs> Rosenberg, with a real fucking we used to, country uh, music-loving lady, if you know what I mean. Would you just go up and ring the doorbell and run away? Yeah, would you yeah. leave like a bag of shit? No, no, no. Would you like spray paint a swastika in his door? This is when we were younger. <laughs> we weren't 16. We were like, yes. Yeah, right. We used to, yeah. you know, it was really weird. I was thinking We'd about this carve the carve into, into um, quarters and leave them. <laughs> no, we didn't do that. I was Though thinking, I have met someone who does that. I was thinking about this the other day. We used to mm. go, and I would say terrorize mm. this person. It was like mm. this old lady everyone thought was a witch. Mm. Her name is Rhodey. And she mm. had this like, 
special needs daughter who mm. we also thought was a witch mm. mainly because Rhodey would come out and scream curses and like and she would always wear black and she was hideously ugly and she mm. lived in this gross house she was like boo radley more or less okay, yeah and, right. and she lived in kind of a shitty area of mm. essexville michigan where we'd drive our bikes over there mm. but i remember like i mean kids are bad they would go up to Rhodey's house piss on her window mm. you know like fucking throw eggs all over her house and then she would come out and start screaming and one time she came out and she was just like yelling curses and like hexes on us and one of the i forget his name jason he was this fat kid he was driving riding his bike he said he felt a sudden pain in his heart and just did it's like fell over on the bike yeah, and yeah. just laying on the ground and we're all like after that no one fucked with roadie anymore and he got thinner <laughs> and thinner she was like yeah. you will not get laid till you're 35 mm -hmm. um but yeah everyone stopped fucking with roadie mm. but yeah these kids uh you know the twist of fate here chose the wrong home to ding dong ditch all right. So uh, Chandra, once he, you know, someone rang his doorbell, mm. the resident of the house was so enraged that these kids would do this, he allegedly got into his car and began chasing the teen's car in his own vehicle. Mm. I wonder what, I mean, I wonder why you'd be that upset about being ding-dong ditched. Yeah, who gives like, a shit? I don't know if this guy has, like, anger management issues yeah. or if, like, maybe... No one ever rings his doorbell. He has no friends. And then finally someone does ring his doorbell and then he finds out it's a joke. I mean, I guess if it happens like every well, I can see two that, hours yeah. or something. You well, know? Maybe that's what the, there's a backstory here. Like mm. this guy's like roadie that they fuck with all the yeah. time because they know they're going to go piss but off even the if did, guy. Like my solution to that would be I disconnect my doorbell. Well, what if they're knocking? And what I would do is booby trap it, like maybe like a bucket of paint or something would yeah. fall on you, or do something, mm. or maybe get CCTV cameras and like I don't know. I would I would do something. Sure, you know. But uh, no, what this guy decided to do is like I'm gonna full on like run this guy off the road, mm. like Dukes of Hazard style. Uh, so Camposano said he was driving his uh, he was driving his Prius. Mm. He said he got really close, and I was like, what is this guy doing? Did they knock or ring the doorbell, by the way? It said ring a doorbell. Okay, okay. Yeah, ring the doorbell. Um, and I felt like a nudge forward, like he hit me from the mm. back. So this guy was like full on, like driving into him. Mm. And I was like, there's no way he just did this. Like, this guy's insane. I mean, <laughs> this guy is insane. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, it's, I'm surprised. I'm surprised mm. he wasn't just shooting out, trying to shoot out their tires. Like, right. What was he going to do if he caught them? Like beat four, 16, or how many? There were six. The fucking Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but look at him. He's like a fat Indian guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. understand what he was going to do to 16 boys. If it was you, wouldn't you just pull over and beat the fuck out of this guy? I mean, no, you're I'd probably, I'd probably be able to drive. I feel like I could probably outdrive, you know? I would probably, if it's one Indian mm. guy, mm. this piss smashed my vehicle, I would pull over and be like, let's just... Oh, yeah, if he hit my vehicle, yes, I'd be very I'd be upset. like, I'm with six friends, there's stop. one dude. Yeah, 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 I would stop. I would, we be... would beat the shit out of this dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know yeah. why, yeah. <laughs> but, but then again... No, you definitely stop the car and you, you know, yeah, because then, then you're getting money. Well, we're... what's happening. You know? Well, yeah, or yeah. you're going to beat this guy down. Yeah. I mean, but... I mean, if an Indian guy, let him attack you. I guess. He's probably got money. He's probably, you know what I mean? Well, maybe, but he lives in Corona, California. What are you saying? He owns like six 7-Elevens or something? Is that what you're implying? I'm implying <laughs> that he works in technology, I guess is what I'm That implying. could happen, but yeah. this isn't Silicon Valley. This is like... I don't know where Corona is. It's like about by Riverside. 
So I don't know. But who, maybe, who knows? who knows? You know, maybe. In the telecommuting. Yeah. Who knows? But maybe this is what happens in India. Mm. You know, that's what happens. You run the person off the road if they ding-dong ditch you in India. Mm. Um, so anyway, this guy is smashing into this Prius. The Prius mm. can't outrun this dude, obviously. Um, Campusano, the driver, said that when the man rammed their car from the side, so he like pulled over and mm. started ramming them from the side, he said, if anything happens, I love you guys. <laughs> fuck are these kids honestly I know what are they in yeah. student government or something I don't even know uh, he just got next to me and I was confused like what is he going to do and mm. I just saw him ram his car into my back I whipped into my window blacked out and then I remember I woke up on the floor I don't remember how I got there I was shaking did the kids there were six kids in one car yeah in six one kids Prius? in a Prius yeah how the that's first of all that's not of, legal yeah, um, they're definitely breaking the law here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And second of all, I, how did they fit? They must have been sitting on each other's laps. Yeah. Or maybe in the back of the Prius. Maybe they might have been sitting in the hatchback. Oh, one's in the hatchback. Yeah, there's a couple in the hatchback. <laughs> I want to know which ones died, where well, they you, were sitting. That's you know what I want to know. This is like, they're like Flanders kids. Because it's uh, yeah. like, if you saw who died, so three 16-year-old I boys. I love you, Rod. <laughs> There were three 16-year-old boys yeah. that died, but then the ones that survived were their younger brothers. So they were hanging out with their younger brothers at the sleepover. Hmm. Isn't that like the lamest thing you've ever heard? Yes. I don't know. Terrible. Um, so anyway, he ran the car off the road, hit a tree. Whatever. They're probably YouTube millionaires. <laughs> Chandra then fled the scene after the crash and went to a nearby house. Where witnesses mm. followed him. He was arrested there shortly after. Mm. Um, police then thought it was, uh, initially thought it was a hit and run, but investigated the case as a homicide after they found the evidence that Chandra had intentionally rammed the teen's vehicle. Mm. Apparently, they did a background check, and he's no, he's no stranger to be accused of violence, this guy. He's mm. already facing charges of spousal abuse and willful, in, willful injury to a child. So this mm. dude already had charges against him. So at this point, he's like, I'll go injure some more children because I have nothing left to lose. Mm. Um, he was arrested in charge of three counts of murder and three counts of attempted murder. He injured murder. more children? No, he, he had already oh. been facing charges, oh, spousal abuse and mm. willful, willful injury to a child. Oh, so he's a very violent Oh, yeah, he's a violent guy. Okay, he's got some enough. anger management issues. Mm. Um, one you of the never mothers, know. That's why you never know. One of the mothers said that her son and the two friends he died alongside were always together and that they were like the three musketeers... She says she's finding solace in the fact that the kids are all in heaven together. How do you Not know? Not three of them, ain't. Well, she's, yeah. no, well, there's three others, but the yeah. three that died. Mm. How does she know they went to heaven? Yeah. Seriously. And how you do know? they, you know, I mean, you, the bureaucratic processing of, of heaven is very particular. Exactly. You might end it's up in like, a whole different sector. And I know? don't think you go to heaven when you're pulling ding-dong ditch pranks. No, you don't. If you ask me. Yeah. That's straight to hell for that. That's right. What do you yeah. have here for the second story? Alleged witch, alleged witch <laughs> doctor's associate, accused in bizarre sexual exorcism murder plot. That's a Tom Waits song, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good one. It's a good. Yeah, later, later covered on uh, uh, Mick Jagger's ill-fated <laughs> solo album by John or John Cougar yeah. Mellencamp. I think covered yeah. that one too. When I see you tonight. On a Nazi train. <laughs> uh, all right. Santos Botello allegedly killed Francisco Esparza, 
who is planning to confront Botello's boss, a supposed witch doctor who was treating Esparza's teenage son. Wow, this is a lot right there. What, what, is this in, in the States or where did this happen? This is in Texas. Wait, so they have witch doctors that work. So instead of going to see, this is how mm. bad our healthcare system is. Mm. You can't even get insurance, so <laughs> you can't afford to go to a, to an actual yeah. hospital or real doctors. So you're going to witch doctors. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I would probably do cheap, that. I mean, I've done it. <laughs> I've got. I, I like honestly. There was one point I was I think I was going to a tarot card reader instead of a psychotherapist because <laughs> it was cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, more you or know? less. They're doing the same thing. So, one with cars, one without. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, treating his teenage son. I can't even. Pff, that's a lot. Can you read words right now? Not well. Okay. I, I could. I can't follow any of the sentence that I just said. <laughs> it's like. It's like. It's oof. It's rough. Anyway, the um, associate of a supposed Texas witch doctor will stand trial next week in the killing of a father who, pr- who planned to confront <laughs> the shaman over a... Uh, or sh- Is it shame? I had an argument with somebody I think it's recently. shaman, right? Is it shaman or shaman? I think it's shaman. I think that's like an American mispronunciation, shaman. Uh, yeah, because shaman's like an Irish guy who washes your yeah, car shaman. or some shit. Oh, shamus. Oh, the shamus. Yeah. All right, never mind. Um, over a proposed exorcism of his teenage son that allegedly involved lurid sex acts. As most do. They, it, I, yeah. It's a thing. Yeah. It's an excuse to do some stuff. Do you ever see the deleted scenes of The Exorcist? No. Rated X. Uh, okay. <laughs> the deleted scenes of... You ever see Repossessed? I've never saw it's that. Leslie Nielsen parody of The of Exorcist. Of The Exorcist? Yeah. I don't think I ever saw With that. With Linda Blair. With, oh, wow, really? As an adult, huh. yeah. I loved it as a kid. <laughs> I'm sure it stands it up. I'm sure it doesn't. <laughs> so um, Santos Botello, 43, is suspected of killing Francisco Esparza in 2017 near Alvin, Texas, local news outlet, blah, blah, blah. Esparza's son told police that he believes Botello's boss, alleged witch doctor and Mexican card reader... <laughs> <laughs> so one of your psychotherapists there yeah yeah or I, I don't know I read that though like you know like is this your card uh, no no was your card La Sirena that's not even a card in the deck uh, but I guess that would be a magician yeah yeah the yeah. card that's reader the I guess it's tarot card I don't know why okay but could, right. couldn't uh, Dustin Hoffman read cards though in Rain Man isn't that how they beat the system in Vegas? That's counting cards. Oh, okay. And Ben Affleck. <laughs> ben Affleck can also do that, which is Get why he's not allowed in casinos anymore. Is he also autistic? No, he's just a drunk. Oh, but apparently yeah. he's good at counting cards. Huh. That's why he... Was, oh, no, he wasn't in rounders. Never mind. Um, uh, Jose Ibarra Leva orchestrated the killing after the teenager told his father that the suspected sham sorcerer God, this guy's a witch doctor, a mm. card reader, mm. a sorcerer. Told him sex acts would rid him of a dangerous curse. See, so at, at that mm. point, that's when you have to be suspicious yeah. of the treatment. The youth allegedly came, first came into contact with Leva at a high school athletic event. And over the course of their relationship, the teenager claimed Leva gifted him approximately $1,600 in jewelry. 
God, this guy's like Jerry Sandusky. Yeah. Hanging out at the high school athletic events. Oh giving gifts to kids. It's a lot of jewelry. Some back rubs. Yeah, what you know? What do you get? Like a gold chain? I don't know. I'll, I'll give a fucking... Do you get a little hand job a hand, for that? Handy for that. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I don't care. You know? The teen, who's now 19, said Leva told him he was possessed by a demon known as the Black Reaper. The Black Reaper. Wow. Yeah. Reaper. Which, which could only be uh, exercised through... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, from through anal fisting, <laughs> erotic massages. I don't. I mean, I don't know uh, what you think, but that is the only way to get rid of a black reaper. Body massage. Body massage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bup, 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 bup. Uh, oh yeah, and oral sex. Okay, with all another, right, all with right. another man. With another man. There yeah, you go. So, so you basically just suck yeah. the Reaper out. The unsettling ritual. Yeah, it's like snake bite. The unsettling <laughs> rituals would supposedly be performed by an unknown man who would suck out the Black Reaper. Wait a second. So the witch doctor mm. would hire another man to come over and suck out the Reaper? Well, let's see what happens. Okay, all right. Because I can only comprehend. One thing at a time here. Yeah. Uh, Leva, who allegedly convinced the teen he was cursed and the possession was to blame for a recent family death. Oh. It's your fault, Timmy. Yeah, Timmy. emotional vulnerability yeah. right there. Told the teenager the bizarre rites also pedo. involved praying and rubbing olive oil on his genitals. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't you at that point being like, you have such unorthodox treatments here i've never heard of that one <laughs> the rubbing olive oil on my balls <laughs> yeah. okay you know it's it's uh, it's people have always been trying to figure out like what's what's the x factor that makes you know teenage sexual predators funny and it's and it's <laughs> it's fucking voodoo you it know, is it's, voodoo it's, that's it's, the way uh, to go back yeah i mean i think it's funny how like creative mm. this guy was whereas jerry sandusky's like you know Here's 500 bucks. Let right. me have a pull job. Hmm. Did he even pay them? I think so. I think oh, he like okay. got him tickets to games and all sorts of stuff. I thought he just gave him like sweatpants or something. No, he gave mm. him money. And okay. he also gave him, like got him tickets to like Penn State games mm. and like all sorts of stuff. Yeah. A lot of grooming. If he didn't proceed with the sessions, the witch doctor had allegedly told him something bad would happen to his family. <laughs> they always do that. Yeah. Going to hurt your mom. Remember those like Facebook like share this with three people or else <laughs> your, your mother's gonna die. Your mother's gonna die of cancer. Yeah. Uh, Leva also off allegedly offered to have sexual intercourse with the young man to cure him, but the teen refused. <laughs> wow, so there he drew a line there. Yeah, a line in the sand. Olive oil on mm. my genitals, that's fine. Mm. You know, a little bit of uh, oral sex, that's okay. So you don't want to fuck me? No, <laughs> no. Is this your card? No! Get out of here. Um, yeah, when Esparza learned of the proposed exorcism, he asked for his son's uh, contact information. Um, he was shot to death a short time later. So Who shot him? He asked his son for Leva's... The fucking... Um, the dad? Yeah. Oh, okay, so the dad found out that he was... Uh, hmm. um, buggering his son and he was like I'm gonna go kill him, and just took law into his own hands how come he didn't make a, some kind of spell to defend himself from bullets 
Esparza was planning. Wait, there's Leva was was the witch doctor. Who the fuck was Esparza? I don't. The dad, right? God, this is like the worst yeah. narrative I think I've ever had on the show. Oh my god. <laughs> This is what happens when yeah. Harrison tries to read the news on mushrooms. I've been on mushrooms for like three days, <laughs> so I don't know what's going on. All right. The um, words don't stay yeah, on the yeah. page. Uh, that's what started all of this and led up to the murder. The murder. So it was the yeah. father basically getting revenge for his son. Yeah. Yeah. But he, I mean, he didn't kill the fucking witch doctor, so. Who'd he kill? <laughs> I'm going to redo the this story. The father of the teenage son died. <laughs> oh, wait. So who killed the father of the teenage son then? The witch doctor? Look, who's on first? What's on second? I don't right, know who's I'm, on third. I'm just going to leave this one. So, wait, wait. So, <clears throat> that, this is like memento. Jesus we'll Christ. That's it's like Inception. Look, you read it later and f- try to figure it out. Uh, yeah, so that's what started all of this and led up to the murder. Uh, the sheriff's department said, wow, he's good at fucking this, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, Ricardo Posada and Jaime Posada Jr., who allegedly confessed to witnessing the shooting in a Ford F-150 pickup truck, I don't know why that's relevant, are also <laughs> accused in taking part in Esparza's slaying. The pair allegedly claimed they were under the impression they would be carrying out a robbery, not a killing. Oh, so it sounds like the mm. witch doctor mm. hired these two guys to go kill the father. Yeah, I think I, in, the home, in the Home Depot parking lot. <laughs> Wait a minute, we're going to be killing a witch? I'm sorry, I thought we were going to be building a deck. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? You know? How much are you going to pay me? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, they're like, what the hell is going on? When detectives presented the mobile phone records to Leva, uh, investigators said he claimed that Botella and the Posadas had been instructed to beat someone up, not to kill nobody. Hmm. So, yeah, they, when the reporters confronted Leva near his home, asking him, do you practice witchcraft? The man denied the claims. He said no. Oh, so he said he's not so, a witch doctor. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, Botello was arrested, and uh, he tried to evade police and crashed into another vehicle. Wait, so, the sorcerer? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, huh. no, the guy who shot him. Oh, the, the guy who shot him. Okay. The guy who shot Did they arrest the sorcerer? No, he's fine. Yeah, but he's been raping kids. He he's at his house. The reporters are there talking to him, but it, he, apparently he didn't rape the kid or whatever. Oh, he didn't. No, then he, who was rubbing he olive oil it. on the kid's genitals? No, these were all things he suggested. Oh, okay. All it's right, perfectly all right. legal to suggest these things to children. Apparently, is it? No, no, it's not. <laughs> Why don't it's you not. give that a try? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's 100% legal. So the witch doctor, nothing happened to him. No, he's fine. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, this is what you got to hire reputable people. You got to hire go, yeah. reputable people if you want to get the job done. Sure. There yeah. you go. You're not going to find them in front of a Home Depot sometimes, actually. Yeah. You know, I've actually had uh, movers help me in front of a Home Depot before. Right. You ever done that? California is kind of normal. Yeah, like yeah, San Francisco, yeah. we live by the Home Depot. You go pick up two guys, or even the U-Haul. You pick up two guys, 
they would just come and hey, move all your shit for like 30 bucks. Yeah. yeah it, construction is a little different because it's like... Well, then you have to have someone speaking Spanish to tell them what to do. Yeah, yeah. Well, But also it's like, if you're just like, hey, you guys know how to do sheetrock, of course they're going to say yes. Yeah, but then you, know? you don't, yeah, you don't but know. They might but, not. Who knows? Yeah, I would, if I was going to hire someone so. to do construction, I'd mm -hmm. want to do, you know, I'd, yeah, yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd definitely want to speak the language. Same if I'm, you know, the same thing goes if I was going to hire someone to commit a murder. I'd definitely want to be like, all right, this is who you kill. Yeah. This is how you do it. And go rub some olive oil on your nuts. <laughs> it's, uh, you know. Anyway, brilliant retelling of that tale there. Thanks. <laughs> I have no questions left after that. Yeah. Uh, everything's been answered, and we're ready to move on to phone calls. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, it was like Inception. You <laughs> it know? was great. Yeah. yeah. It made a lot of sense. Not Everybody confusing at all. Everybody will love it. it you, know, it's, uh, you know, in the beginning, I was a little lost, but then by yeah. the end, I was like, okay, this, makes all, this all makes sense now. Yeah, yeah. You know? Uh -huh. Perfectly understand what's going on. Is this your card? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People send your stories to grumpodcast.gmail.com. We have some phone calls coming up next. 323-522-4032 is that number. But first, a Valentine's Day message, if you will, from Adam and Eve. Free stuff is the best, but free stuff that will ignite your Valentine's Day is even better. Check this out. When you go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item, you'll get it at 50% off. That's amazing by itself, but here's where they load on the free stuff. When you enter my exclusive code at checkout, Diddle, not only do you get 50% off the one item, you'll also get 10 tantalizing free items. First, for your viewing pleasure, six free movies. Next, a free mystery pack that includes an item for him, a special toy for her, and something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, free shipping. Now that's a lot of free Valentine stuff. So head on over to adamandeve.com and be sure to use offer code DIDDLE. Again, that's D-I-D-D-L-E. DIDDLE, because without it, there will be no free Valentine stuff. That's DIDDLE at adamandeve.com. So we got a few phone calls to get to. 323-522-4032 is that number. Remember to keep it under three minutes here. Uh, first call is uh, from a girl, which I don't even think she mentions her name in that, but she has some uh, specific comments about the show last week. Okay. Hello, Jew by mother, Simon, and heroin S. Thompson. Calling um, in just to I, I know this girl. a few... She calls in before. Yeah. I'm Jew by Mother, D, and Heroin Thompson. I've, I've heard this. Sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, I've heard this <clears throat> salutation before. Okay. Things I heard over your podcast. First and foremost, do not ever fucking refer to a girl and her asshole as gaping. Fucking, don't fucking do it. If you want to have anal sex, don't refer to her asshole as gaping, okay? Like... I feel like we were both on board with this sentiment <laughs> in the last show, right? Yeah, I think we both expressed yeah, yeah, this. Yeah. However, I'm surprised that girls don't like that. I figured that was a term that girls love. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, and I'm even doing a lot of kinky shit. It is pretty gross. Just the, the whole term. Yeah. Number two, I myself became incensed. And how long it took you guys to get this last fucking episode out. I work in the worst part of California. Oh, come city. on. 
I work nights. The only thing I have to look forward to is your guys' podcast. Where does she, where does, she works in the worst part of California. What is that, Stockton? Yeah, like, it's what, Fresno. Oh, Stockton's worse than Fresno. They're worse than Fresno? No. I think Stockton's worse. Okay. Barstow, maybe. That one's pretty bad. They, but they, I think they, they have a Starbucks. I think Stockton's worse than Barstow. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, everyone was so pissed off about that. You know, sometimes, you know, there are situations oh beyond our control yeah. that will affect the, or that will delay us. Yeah. So that was last week. You know, week. other podcasts fucking take time off during the fucking Christmas holiday. They do, don't do an episode. It's you know? some, some podcasts, like, like if you're famous enough, you could do yeah. like, I'll just podcast, like Dana yeah. Gould. Yeah. I'll podcast whenever I want to. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. you'll still get a shitload of listeners. Hmm. And because you guys put out a podcast so late, I had to listen to fucking Joe. day late. Mm. Rogan and last podcast on the left. Oh, God, I'm okay, sorry. I'm sorry you had to experience oh, that. Oh, my God. God, I don't know which one's yeah. worse, but yeah, that's that's bad. The uh, less, yeah, less. There's at least 10% of, I think, every episode now where they talk about buying their mansions. God. <clears throat> yep fucking nothing else to go listen to so guys like get your shit together make sure I get an episode mm. on a timely schedule uh what else third thing happy birthday D. so uh, thank you with the happy birthday you look a lot younger than 45 and I think you've still got you know a lot of hoops in you and you can still fuck a lot of girls and ah. you don't give yourself enough credit I'm glad you so, think so thank you <laughs> Anyways, happy birthday, and never see. No, I have seen him single. He he believes that, and he doesn't. So you know, there's no he's got it, no it problem. Does with happen, it does yeah. happen. Yeah, yeah. So, but I was, uh, you know, but you know, truth be told, I was a lot younger then. I'm talking about like fucking four years ago. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so. Keeping again. All right, that's all. I love you guys. Well, now I feel, you know, for Clint that she had to actually listen to the last podcast on the left and Joe Rogan. That's pretty, yeah. I know, God, mm. that's like the nadir of existence. You have nothing else to listen to. Yeah. Man. Well. Well, don't worry about it. This week will be on time. And thank you for the birthday wishes. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, next call we have here is, uh, I, I, love, I love this whole, uh, I don't know what you'd call this, like a theme of phone calls. Pearl called in about getting high for the first time. And now we have this kid who sounds even younger than Pearl. This kid, this kid sounds like one of the kids from Stranger Things. Okay. Like, listen to his voice. He talks about getting high for the first time. All right. Hey, Sikorong. My name is uh, Jonathan, long-time listener, first-time caller. Just calling uh, after hearing uh, Pearl talking about her. He's the kid. He's the kid. I forget his name in Stranger Things, but the one that, like... You know, became like a symbiote with a monster. You know, the, he was like the younger brother that was like in the uh, upside oh, the down one world. That Winona Ryder screams about. Yeah, Winona Ryder's kid. That's this well. kid. <laughs> well, yeah. For first time getting high, uh, I took a what was it? A indica about a couple weeks ago. Indica. Yeah. <laughs> I love how everybody now, it's like, yeah. back when we smoked weed, it was just like, we just, I don't know, we yeah. just called it weed, ditch weed. I mean, it's like all brown looked the same. Now it's like, oh, like, a, you know, a hybrid indica yeah. high and sativa dominant. And it's like, <laughs> so shut it's, up. I feel like this is Schlitzy's origin story or something. <laughs> this is Schlitzy, yeah. yeah. Like, 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 remember when that, remember Christopher Lloyd's character on Taxi? 
Do you remember, they oh, had like yeah. an origin episode of him where it's like he was at Harvard and he was like, no, I don't drink. I do dr-. And then it's like he had one joint and then he's just like, became <laughs> that guy. Know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the Muppet baby schlitzy. So, yeah. And uh, I didn't really feel anything. It was, I believe it was like 300 milligrams or something like that. <laughs> 300 milligrams? I don't know what that How means. Much, yeah, what does that yeah. mean in weed? I, yeah. don't even, <laughs> I don't even know. What, yeah. like you, don't weigh, mm. you don't measure weed like that, do mm. you? I know you've read like a gram, but you smoke 300 milligrams? Milligram. Oh, because it's... Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. And uh, I just took it on, uh, with a couple of friends of mine, and <laughs> we were watching Django Unchained, and I remember about <laughs> up until the part until... <laughs> Wait, they took it and they're yeah. watching Django Unchained. That's what happened. Like, why would you watch that high? I, I mean, don't know. I guess I did when I went to the movie theater, but yeah. I still don't think I would like want to get high with my mm. buddies and put that on. Right. I mean, there's other, but put on fucking the heavy metal fucking animated film. Or, mm. You know, I remember in college, my yeah. uh, roommate there, I grew to really loathe this movie, even though yeah. it's not a bad movie. My roommate was obsessed with Pink Floyd's The Wall. Hmm. Every time we got stoned, didn't even matter. That movie was coming on. That it was inevitable. Annoying. Yeah. And you know, it's a, it's a fine film, whatever. Yeah. I think I'd seen it for the first time when I was like a sophomore in high school. I was like, ah, oh, yeah. this is cool. By the time I was in college, I'm like, this is kind of corny. And after every time we got high and that came on, I grew to just hate it. Yeah. And I still haven't watched it to this day. You put on rock and rule. All right. How about that? Or Yellow Submarine or something. I don't you ever know. see Rock and Roll? No. What's mm-hmm. that? Is it good? It's like a weird animated movie with from the 80s with like Iggy Pop and Lou Reed and hmm. still manages to not be that good. Rock but and it's, Roll. it's interesting, yeah. All right, I'll have yeah. to check that it's out. It's interesting, so. Uh, and it's got like everyone, like Joan Jett and Derry Harry. And they're and all animated? Jesus Christ. They're not, they're doing voices of animated. Oh, they're doing voices. Yeah, yeah. But are the, so. are the characters them? In it? Or no, is it they're like, doing oh, voices they're doing of different... other characters. Yeah. And it's not good. It's not great. <laughs> but it's interesting. It's worth, you know. like so, And they do the music, too. There are like some of the music is like, you know. And it's, Reed, it's still not great. I don't know how I don't know yeah. this. I got to look at yeah. the cover of this. I must, I must have seen this before. So, anyway. Huh. Samuel L. Jackson's character shows up. And then after that, it was just completely gone. I just remember like some parts because you're music. high AF there yeah. kid yeah. son <laughs> and that's pretty much it uh, yeah so I'm I was disappointed I was hoping for like a yellow submarine uh, Grateful <laughs> Dead kind of trip but Huh? Whatever. What, watching we'll Django watch. Unchained? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Right. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. I mean, Christ. if you want to, you know, if you want a revenge saga, just go fucking ring a Indian guy's doorbell or something. Now, next Jesus. time, get a uh, yeah. sativa-dominant hybrid, yeah. put on roots, mm. and uh, then you'll get high. Right. That's great. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't, you know, I don't know. I mean... Mm. This kid obviously was high because he couldn't mm. remember the movie, but you don't under, you don't recognize what what makes you high there. Mm. Um, mm. Anyway, uh, keep up good work. Keep it sick. Keep keep it wrong. Later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember my sister. The first time she ever got stoned, mm. she was still in high school, but I was. I was in, yeah, I was in college. I think I was like a freshman or something. Mm-hmm. And we were at my brother's apartment in Chicago because mm-hmm. my parents' 25th anniversary. 
and they're having this like party. Right. And so we, my brother had a bunch of weed and we smoked up this like fat joint and she was like, mm. it just burns. I don't really feel anything. Mm. And I was like, no, you're, I was like, you'll, you'll get stoned. Just mm. you'll recognize it. And, and you know, you'll recognize it soon. You'll kind of feel good. And she's like, what am I supposed to feel? I'm like, mm. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. Yeah. You just know you're high. Yeah. And so she's like, I don't know. I did this. I don't feel anything. It just kind of burns my throat. So like, all right, whatever. So then we had to go get a card from my parents like right. for the, uh, to put her gift in or whatever. And so we start walking out in the hallway, get the elevator, and she was just like, flip the fuck out. She wouldn't uh, get in the elevator. She's like, yeah. what the fuck is that thing? I was like, it's an elevator. Yeah. And she's like, I'm not getting in that. And she just mm. wouldn't. I was like, well, we have, that's how we get downstairs. We can take, you know, She's like, no, I'm not doing it. Mm. And she's like, sat down on the ground and just would not get in the elevator. Mm. So I was like, like, you are fucking stoned. And we yeah. had to go to my parents' anniversary in like 40 minutes. Take the stairs. Well, what I did is I ended up yeah. bringing her inside and being like, eat a bunch of cereal oh. and just kind of sober up. <laughs> but you'll know when you're stoned. I wouldn't, I wouldn't fucking yeah. sit around and watch Jangle Unchained. Yeah, I mean, you, the right. first step is that you, it becomes more difficult to process uh, stories about murder and uh, witch doctors yeah so that's <laughs> yeah, how you know that's when you know you're yeah, high yeah, so. if actually <clears throat> you'll know you're high if you could follow harrison's retelling of that story if yes. that made sense to you you were stoned mm -hmm. all right well thank you there jonathan and keep in mind it's a stepping stone okay yeah it's a gateway drug um Let's see here. Next next call we have mm. is uh, from Adam. Adam from Tokyo. I actually mm. hung out with that guy. He took us around. When you were in mm. Tokyo, did you notice, like when you looked at restaurants, they had like, it was kind of like plastic replicas of the food in the window. Yeah. But they're really hyper-realistic. Mm. Adam took us to the area where they sell all that shit. Oh. It's so bizarre. Mm. It's like you can get like a bowl of noodles or like... You know, Italian food, and it's just, it's plastic. I don't know why they make it. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, he took his... It's uh, hard we, not we to spend a lot of money there, you know? I, I know? It's an expensive city. Yeah. Anyway. Sick and wrong. It's Adam calling from Japan, a.k.a. Adam in Japan, a.k.a. Gaijin Hanzai, the foreign criminal. It's like, do I really need this Hello Kitty fuck bench? <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> Okay. D, it was good hanging out, man. Sorry we couldn't hang in a bit more uh, in Tokyo. Sorry. Uh, I think he's from... Uh, he's Canadian. Yeah, he's from Vancouver. Yeah. yeah. But really, just finished working at a high school. Plenty of high school girls in miniskirts, if that's your thing. It's not really my thing. I like uh, MILF. Well, you noticed it, so... Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm calling because... Uh, yeah, D, you were staying in Shinjuku, right? And we just had a nice sick and wrong thing happen in Shinjuku. Uh, this footage of it, I'm sure you could find, but... Uh, hmm. I don't know, since D left, there's been all kinds of bad news in Japan. People just stabbing each other, all kinds of weird shit. Agent right of chaos. <laughs> what? Oh. I'm an agent <clears throat> of chaos. Okay, yeah. Right in Shinjuku, where you were staying, this, this dude, like, had lunch with his friend, and then just said, yeah, I'm going to go kill myself now. And his friend didn't really know what to do, but I guess he was kind of a bit sick in the head. But mm. he just walked out, and he wrapped his scarf around his neck, and then he hung himself from a bridge. And it's like, you know, you both have been there, so it's like, you know, one of the busiest neighborhoods. This guy hung himself from a shopping mall uh, overpass, and, like, the, the photo is fucked, man. It's just like this 
I'm How? Sorry. With his scarf? Yeah. So he tied his scarf around yeah. and just jumped over jumped the overpass. The yeah. Wow. All right. You think it would have ripped or something? Yeah, I you didn't know? think you. You think you'd need like? Did he tie like a mm. noose, like a hangman's tie, or not? But yeah, I can understand why this is newsworthy because Japanese suicides are pretty rare, <laughs> right? Isn't yeah, they only. Have, I thought you had to go yeah. to a forest to do that. Yeah. Seven thousand people <laughs> underneath looking up. Each one has probably got massive PTSD now from that. So. uh I don't know what my point is, really. Just uh, seems sick and wrong, and uh, yeah, I blame D. I mean, it's probably your fault. <laughs> I did. Yeah, you, yeah. Are you Kilgrave? That I, that's my thing. Yeah. I come to Japan. I convince people to kill themselves. Okay. Uh, or maybe it's Johnny's fault. I think, yeah, probably Johnny's fault. Um, but yeah, uh, this country needs some serious mental health uh, uh, crisis workers, and uh, yeah, keep it fucked up and keep it. Fucking sick and wrong. Peace. Talk to you soon. Bye. Yeah. Good. Good luck. Good luck <laughs> with <laughs> mental health in Japan. You know. Yeah. I, I don't imagine it uh, being like very bringing effective. Psychotherapist to Ireland. You know. Like I, it's just not gonna work. I wonder. Like happen. I feel like in Japanese society, yeah. like if you're going to your work, you, you mm. know, it's so ingrained that you have to be at work and you have to work. Mm. You see some guy hang himself, you probably just kind of look at it momentarily and just mm. keep going. Don't you think they just keep walking to work, get on the train? They probably don't even care. Of course. I mean, they, they probably... They went to work after they got fucking gassed by yeah. uh, Un, um, Shinrikyo, for fuck's sake. <laughs> you know? It's just, yeah. I imagine they're just like, oh, that's odd. Yeah. And then just kept going. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, God, weird. Anyway, it was good to see you, though. It was cool hanging mm. out with Adam. I actually like that mm. guy. We had a good time. Um, mm. Next, the final call we have here is from a, a girl who calls herself Mommy, which is kind of disturbing. I think she ha she has she she's like some kind of juggalo or cat person. I think she's on the Discord. She's a cat person. I don't know. She has a picture of like um of a cat. It's either <laughs> it's either a juggalo or it's something someone from the cat. I can see how cats. you can get the two. Oh, okay, all right. The, so but the original, you know, I don't know which one. Like. Jello Morning Star or like you know Dracula Sambuca you know they all have stupid yeah, names yeah. and that and shit what was that one called Rumple Stiltskin or yeah. something Rumple Mints I don't remember right yeah. <laughs> Double McGum yeah something uh, like that yeah okay alright hey motherfucker Rum Tum Tugger mommy I called <laughs> that's yeah. it yeah a while ago like eight months ago or some shit like that uh, I had a story last time and I've got a story this time um, so I went to a, let's just say a popular electronic store. I wonder if this is the same mommy that's in the, I don't remember this caller. Is she, I remember her voice kind of. It's, her voice sounds but familiar. Did she just say she went to a popular autronic store or electronic store? Electronics. Oh, okay. So what's autronics? I don't know. I thought it was that thing that I got, that oh, autophone. Yeah. <clears throat> I got called? one of those too. What's that thing called? Automatone. Automatone. Let's see here. Oh, automatone. I thought she yeah. went to like. I thought she said like an automatone store. Like, uh, yeah, oh, that's weird. Yep, that is weird. I don't think I've ever seen one of those. She went to Circuit City. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and uh, I bought some shit, and I talked to the the guy checking me out about that shit, and he was checking me out, but he was also you know checking me out. And uh, I like her voice a lot. And she like, sounds kind of hot, just, doesn't she? So wait, so the guy... It could just be the psilocybin, but I'm jiving with it. Yeah, I think she sounds kind of hot. Yeah. So the guy, 
at the at the electronics store was checking her out. He was like, "Oh, yeah. hey," and like kind of flirting with her. All right. Yeah. Well, that's that happens. It's kind right, of normal. Yeah. I see you're buying a USB adapter. Didn't <laughs> much of it. I was pretty nice to the fella. Mm. And then as I walk out, there's just a uh, couple trying to leave the store, and, the, and it turns out this bitch got some fucking stolen Walmart shit on, and the guy won't let her go. And we find out that she just stole a shirt from Walmart, which she admitted to. She stole a shirt from Walmart? Wait, so she's at Walmart. Is that where she's at? I thought she said popular electronics. Although maybe she stole a shirt from Walmart and then went next door to Best went Buy to the, or the something. Best Buy? Yeah, I'm not know. sure. And who cares? Um, if you have stolen merchandise from another store, why would Best Buy care? Hmm. I wonder if she's... <laughs> I wonder if she stole a t-shirt with um, depicting the Tasmanian devil in a defiant pose on it. <laughs> Security guards find that very provoking. Yeah, yeah. Security guards. <laughs> they don't make that. Yeah, I think this they is, do. I don't know. Like Taz I, everything comes back. Yeah, you know? Taz. I mean, I, I saw, I saw, I've been seeing people, they look like they're fucking dressed like they stole the wardrobe from a different world or something you know i hope the calvin pissing back. decal comes back do you remember yep. that oh yeah the calvin that's pissing that's good he just laughed his ass off and let her go anyway which is like i don't know low-key everything some expensive shit that's a good time but anyway so i go home i don't know what the fuck she just i don't said. know what she said that the, this woman is wearing stolen merchandise from walmart and the security guard's like ha ha you can go and just let her go Okay. Okay. Whatever. And I get on my fucking phone, uh, go on my Instagram. I, I'm, following on, I'm following on there by this new fella who looks just like my Best Buy cashier, which is just fucking weird because like, you have to Google the hell out of me to find my name from the store information they have because uh, I go by a lot shorter name on Instagram. Let's just put it that way. This creeper who follows me and I messaged him and just pulled him off. And then I okay so okay <clears throat> that you know I'm actually kind of impressed with the guy how how Honestly, would you find the person I've done that so many times wait you found someone on Instagram like that that you yeah. met in a on store Instagram Facebook over the, the last I don't for some reason I have a gift for that <laughs> I just I like, don't think I, I, you give me that like, never would occur to me a to friend do of that. mine she's a friend of mine now but it was like. I don't know. I met her at like Trader Joe's or whatever. And it's like I had her first name and that's it. And somehow I found her Facebook. Like, I don't even know how I. How would I'm, you do I'm, that? I don't know. I'm good. I don't think it would I'm ever even occur to me to even be like, oh, she's probably on social media. I will find her there and message Boolean her. Boolean search algorithms. <laughs> I'm like fucking Jesus about that shit. Jesus like Christ. I, you give me a first name and like an aura and I can fucking find somebody on social media. You don't contact them, though, because they get creeped out, though. So you don't do that. So you don't follow them? You just go and stalk them, like, furtively. You look, you look at them, and then, you, you know, it depends on how... Find out where they hang out, then go, you know, meet them for, you know, go hang out at the Starbucks that they hang out at. And then be like, oh, we randomly bumped into each other. Some, well, somebody who's, like, really not lazy might do that, or can <laughs> actually able to leave the house might do that. But, no, I don't do that, you know? So what, what I, do you I think do in my you younger days, I've done it. <clears throat> I've definitely God, I done think, it in my younger days. I guess days. I've never really... Hmm. I don't think I'd be able to... I just. I don't know. I don't know how you'd find them with just the first name. You have you techniques. Call, you call me. Wow. 
So anyway, don't yeah. you think if that happened, would you be kind of flattered? Like, oh, this person actually went to this length to meet me. Instead, it's like she immediately assumed the worst. Well, I would be flattered because generally that's, you know. I don't think that's ever happened to me where girls like found me on social media and was just like, oh, you're very interesting in this, <laughs> you know, in the, the, the Deja Vu strip club or whatever. I don't, I mean, that's, that's never pretty happened. much my only source of. <laughs> It's always girls sexual encounters. Is well, probably through this it. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens yeah. a lot. But I mean, I don't think outside just some strangers ever just like oh. found me on social media. But I think with women it's different because it's like they get bullshit all the time. So it's yeah, like, it's probably you know. a bit. But usually, I've actually, I guess, I've met a lot of girls mm. where my a friend of mm. mine. Well, I'll meet her mm. out, and a friend of mine will be like, "Oh," and then because mm. of that friend, me and uh, friend me on Facebook or Instagram mm. because we we have a friend in common. That happens a lot. I just like attention. Like you yeah, can threaten to kill me, and we'll have a fucking Batman Joker thing for years. You know, <laughs> I love it. I'm I can't get enough. So this girl was upset about it. That yeah, yeah. She, she went like off it. on him. Yeah. I posted a picture of it on my Instagram because I thought it was funny. She put him on blast. Ooh, put him on Bow. blast. Wow. When she tagged him. him. Yeah. Mm. Their whole group's like, oh, he's a creepy Ooh, guy. Creeper, yeah. I was getting, you know, butthurt about it. Like, this guy's just trying to compliment you and hit on you. Is that normal? Like, that's... That. I mean, it, again, it's a thin line between a meat cute and a... <laughs> and, and a meat cute and a, and a creep stock or whatever, yeah. you know, so... Uh, I don't... You know, I don't know. It is. I, it is a thin line. I mean, I know whatever, but it's a fucking thin line. It's well, just, I think the uh, line is, on. was this guy attractive? That's the line. That's the line. That's like, the if, line. If, what did this guy look like? Did he look like yeah. Brad Pitt? To quote... Yeah, to quote the Wad's mom. <laughs> I mean, if he looked like fucking Brad Pitt... Yeah. Then he can watch me shave my pussy. But if, if not. Yeah, did he look like yeah. Brad Pitt or did he look like Gilbert Gottfried? Right, yeah. That's what I want to know. Like, where on the scale yeah. of Brad Pitt to Gilbert did he look? Okay. Piss me off. I don't know. I was just trying to buy some electronics and then this motherfucker trying to fucking get him in and ruin my day. Not ruin, just uh, annoy me. Honestly. Oh, uh, last time I come to you guys, I came into their rooms for all day, and you motherfuckers were like, oh, she's a nurse, she's a stripper, but Okay, I didn't follow, I didn't that. follow that at all. <clears throat> okay, I was glad it was just me, because I, I, I like know. the music of her voice, and it just became... <laughs> the I, tone? <laughs> yeah, I just got into the sound of it, uh, I wasn't actually hearing words. What was she saying about stripper? several octaves. I, don't, you know, I have no idea. We said someone's a stripper. Should we try that again? Yeah. All right. Fuck it. I come to you guys. I came into their rooms for all day, and you motherfuckers are like, "Oh, she's a nurse. She's a stripper." But you motherfucking sexist head asses. I'm a goddamn accountant. Did she call oh. us head asses? We have something. Head asses, head something. Okay. But I think we said she sounds like a stripper, but she's an accountant. That doesn't sound like something I would say. Maybe, but accountants yeah. can be strippers. Sure they can. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I know <clears throat> I know several women who put themselves through, you know, very good colleges stripping, so. Yeah. It's a I thing. I mean, it, it can happen. Don't, you know. Don't knock it. Don't hate. Um, I, I don't, don't recall, recall saying, saying that, that either. Neither do she I. She doesn't actually sound like a stripper, so I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. think so. I wonder yeah. what she was saying that made us 
yeah. assert that because I don't recall yeah. yeah what she said that I don't think I would not just listen to her voice I would not think she sounds like a stripper I'm gonna call bullshit on that mommy yeah all right mommy Sorry. mommy 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 <laughs> come do the hot poppy contest can all I right. go out and kill <laughs> Whatever, keep it real and all that bullshit, I guess. <laughs> I gotta admit, I like her attitude. She yeah. reminds me of like a Joan Jett type. Yeah. Don't take no know? shit. Yeah, I, a very, uh, sure. I'm, who's the girl, what's the I'm name? smitten. What's the name Stripping. of that actress that played Joan smitten. Jett in The Runaways? Oh, um. Kristen Stewart. Right. That's who I'm thinking of when I hear her voice. No, I saw her recently. Really? Uh, yeah, and it was like, I was like, who is that? Because she had shorter hair and she was tall and like had the, she looked, she was very androgynous, but in like a, like, like an attractive way, super attractive way. She's like, an attractive a, like a woman. She didn't look human. Like I've seen her in movies and I'm like, whatever, I don't care. Did you you know? don't find her on see Facebook? Her, see, yeah, I did. <laughs> Seeing her in person, I didn't even realize who she was until she had already been gone. Cause I was like, who is that? Who is that? Who is that? She looks like ethereal. You know how when you meet sometimes a celebrity in person, it's like, oh, this is, you have some kind of a thing. You have this, you know, she had it. She had, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll say, I, my God. I, yeah, I guess I've never seen her before, but I've always found her very attractive. Yeah. Yeah. So. Never. All right. Well, there you go. Thank yeah. you, Mommy. Mm. Um, yeah. I, you know, I don't know. I think you're a little harsh on the Best Buy guy. I bet. You're harsh this, on us too, my God. I bet you this guy looked yeah. more like Gilbert Gottfried than he did Brad Pitt. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. Because, okay. uh, you know, that's the difference. However, it is, I do find it a little odd to go and, you know, as soon as a girl gets home, this guy's already found her and DM'd her. Right. Well, did he DM her or did he just follow her? I forget. I don't know. Whatever. It is a little weird. Anyway. Don't do it, guys, is the, is the thing. If, if you have the mutant power that I have, just don't, <laughs> you know. So. Yeah, maybe just contain yourself a bit. Yeah, and just go find out where she hangs out, and then just loiter over there, waiting for her to show up. You could do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you have a meet cute. Plan out your meet cutes. Right. Anyway, uh, we got to get going here. Best way to support the show is by becoming a Sick and Wrong patron. Just go to patreon.com slash sickandwrong. I thank everybody for donating, seriously. Yeah, uh, We are planning on it's hooking like, up our Discord to Patreon. Yeah, so if yeah. you, you don't even have to like pay money. You can just sign up on Patreon and you can access yeah, the Discord channel. That's right. That's how it's going to be. And the Discord, I've heard, is going off these days. It's a thing. It's got its own life. It's you got know, its own It deal. reminds me... Yeah of the halcyon days of sick and wrong when uh we used to have the sick and wrong forum when forums were cool like back in like 2007 mm. forums were cool and we had uh, some guy he was like he was like a mountie from canada that that i forget this guy's name diehard i think forget but anyway he hosted the forum and the forum like was a thriving community of sick and wrong fans until it just became this toxic masculinity like <laughs> cesspit that yeah. did that happened later on <laughs> um but it, it but it, at one point there were people yeah. that met each other and got married there's a whole sick and wrong community and that's what this mm. discord is kind of reminding me of the early days of the forum well hopefully it won't devolve into anything it, horrible. yeah no, i know it became so terrible mm. it really did mm. It's a bunch of Trump fans all hanging out having a circle jerk. It's yeah. terrible. Anyway, go up to patreon.com slash sick and wrong. Sign up today. We we have outtakes, at least like today. We had like a 45 minute, at least 45 minutes to an hour of outtakes. 
Um, we get an extra story, and we get some extra phone calls. So uh, sign up today. We appreciate the support. Uh, finally, here's Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. I've been on this uh, Wendy uh, Williams plasmatics thing. Okay. So yeah. I started the show with a, with a little clip sure. of her uh, opinion of sex education. And then uh, we're going to end the show with one of her songs. You know, so Wendy O, Wendy Orlean Williams. Um, she, uh, if, you, if you ever watch some videos, and this song that I'm going to play, The Damned, the video is great. She's mm. got like this like sexy, like fucking dystopian outfit on. I love it, I love it when people get her confused with Wendy Williams. <laughs> <laughs> it's the funniest thing. Because they're, so, uh, they're, yeah, they're so similar, similar. you know. Yeah. Um, but she was yeah. lead singer of the punk rock band, The Plasmatics, and she would like her onstage show, I wish I could have seen her live. Partial nudity, exploding equipment, firing shotguns, chainsawing guitars and like cars. And she did all that shit herself. Mm. Um, so Wendy actually, leave, she left home in 16. I guess she didn't have a very good uh, uh, home life. Uh, she hitchhiked to Colorado, earning money mm. by crocheting string bikinis. Yep. Then she traveled to Florida and Europe, landing various jobs such as a lifeguard, a stripper, and a server at Dunkin' Donuts, and then she moved to New York City in 1976, where she performed live. She performed in live sex shows, right? Like uh, in uh, uh, downtown. Mm. And in 1979, she appeared in the porno Candy Goes to Hollywood. Hmm. I mean, she was actually kind of attractive before she became like sort of. I mean, she did a lot of drugs. She got kind of uh, haggard looking. Oh, later is that what on. happened? But she was mm. always kind of attractive in the 80s. Mm. Um, she died of a self-inflicted uh, shotgun wound, blew her head off, April 6, 1998, when she was 48 years old. And her partner, who is a manager, Ron Swenson, found her outside in this wooded area. And this is the weird thing. I never knew about this, so I was reading about it today. Um, she went out, and she had been feeding wild squirrels the moments before her suicide. And she put a bag over her head before the shooting to spare her partner of the horrible sight. You would think the shotgun would have blown the bag off and like blown yeah, her brains think everywhere. So. And also, there's something more disturbing about that somehow. That she was feeding like, the squirrels or put the bag on her head? The, 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 her dead with the bag. Like, <laughs> is this sinister? Am I in a sinister kill film? What is happening now? <laughs> oh, like a snuff film or something? <laughs> but that movie's sinister, man. You know oh, I mean? yeah. yeah. The yeah. movie's sinister. I forgot yeah. about that. Jesus. Um, Ron Swanson said her act was not an irrational in the moment type of act. She's married to Ron Swanson? Ron Swanson, not oh, Ron yeah, Swanson. Right. <laughs> Yeah. And that she had been contemplating suicide and tried several times before. But the Plasmatics had five studio albums, multiple EPs, and uh, she was pretty amazing. So we're going to end the show here with a song called The Damned by the Plasmatics from their album Coup d'etat, which is their final record, released in 1982. Uh, people will be back next week with episode 724. Till then, take a sweet.
is my daddy over there. He gave me this number and said he was going to be over there. We hungry. My daddy left home yesterday, and we haven't seen him since. And, and we don't got nothing to eat over here. So when you see my daddy, tell him we hungry.